Hello. Hello. It's me. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to your favorite podcast. It's a non-negotiable for me with your hosts Alexis and Marissa. And I hope that you're listening to us right now in the Starbucks drive-thru on your way to get your fall drink. Mm, I want to go through the Starbucks drive-thru and get a fall drink right now. What is so bad. your go-to fall drink? Okay, people are going to think I'm gross if I say this, but oh. I get the um, apple crisp like oat milk shake and espresso, but I get two pumps of like the apple and then I add two pumps of pumpkin. So it's like an apple pumpkin drink. Interesting. Yeah. That doesn't sound gross at all. It's just, yeah, interesting. I do the apple crisp macchiato, but two pumps mm. apple crisp and two pumps white mocha. Mm, that would be good too. Yeah, it's really good. What I have today is not that. I kind of woke up, if you can hear it, a little, a little sickly, I feel like. I worked, mm-hmm. I don't know, like 32 hours just in the last two days. <laughs> And so, yeah, I, my body was like, where does it know? So we're feeling under the weather. And this morning I was like, okay, I'm going to make like a hot tea. You know, I'm, I'm in like a tea mood. And mm-hmm. I go and I like, you know, boil my water. I add some honey because it's great for like a little sore throat. Add some honey to my cup. Stir it all in. I'm doing this whole process. It takes like, you know, five minutes. And then I like go to get the tea bag. So I pull the little tea box out of the cupboard. It's empty. Cohen did that. Um, (laughs) My like biggest pet peeve. I'm like, no. And I, (laughs) you should have seen me. I looked like funny. A little like mouse or something because obviously I can see the full inside of it. But I was like, this can't be. Like it can't be empty. Like it's in the cabinet, so there has to be one in here. So I'm like my hands in it, and I'm like, like I'm like really trying to like. Is it hiding? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, there really is nothing in here. So then I had to throw it away. I was so upset (laughs) because I'm like, damn. And it was, like, 10.30 when this happened. So we had 30 minutes until, like, we're recording right now. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have time to go to Starbucks. So if you're wanting also kind of a fall drink, but this is also a, a all-the-time drink. It's not only in the fall. It's just most popular in the fall. But you can get it anytime. This is the only hot drink that I'll drink because I don't like hot coffee. I'm always iced coffee. Mm-hmm. But I got a caramel apple spice this morning, which is just steamed apple juice, whipped cream, and caramel drizzle. And cinnamon dolce mm. pumps. I forgot. Sorry. There's cinnamon dolce in it. And then it's like steamed apple juice, whipped cream, and topped with caramel syrup. So it's like very fall flavors, of course. But you can get it year round. Um, and that's what I got today. And it's glorious. But I'm still just mad <laughs> that the fucking tea box is empty. Yeah. I would literally cry. I think that would break me. That would be my like breaking point of the day. I'd have been like, I just woke up and I'm going right back to bed. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we persevered, okay? I was like, let's be problem solvers today, not problem identifiers. And we'll go to Starbucks. <laughs> I think I love it. the one that most people get is coined the like uh, medicine ball. However, it is not called the medicine ball, people. If you go through Starbucks and you ask for a medicine ball, we're going to say, oh, you mean a honey citrus mint tea? And they're going to go, No. A medicine ball and we're gonna go we don't have a medicine <laughs> ball <laughs> but i don't I, I think the starbucks lore <laughs> is like it used to be called the medicine ball 
However, I don't know if there was okay. actually a lawsuit or something. I don't know. But then Starbucks had to change the name because it said medicine in it. And, like, it was, like, leading people to believe it was some healthy, like, oh. I don't I don't know. I don't know if it was actually, it ever made it legally anywhere. But then they changed the name. But people still refer to it as a medicine ball. But we legally cannot call it the medicine ball. Like, we have to be, like, the honey citrus mint tea? Yeah. But it is, it's, Interesting. people love it. But... I always know if someone comes through the drive-thru and I'm like, hi, what can I get for you? And they're going, hi, can I get... I know they're about to order a medicine ball because these people think that mm-hmm. it's literally going to cure them. And I would argue that you should probably just get a caramel apple spice if you're wanting something like hot or just a normal tea. Because like the honey citrus mint is steamed lemonade. Like the worst thing. That's so sugary. That, That's not going to help your throat. Exactly. And it's like honey syrups which isn't like it's not like honey it's like a honey blend syrup yeah which isn't as healthy as just like honey you know steamed lemonade and then like a tea bag or whatever of i forget which tea off the top of my head but i'm just like it's not gonna cure you but you can always tell because people literally come through sickly and on their deathbed ordering medicine balls and i'm like the honey citrus mint tea yes here's the thing about starbucks that has been bothering me lately um i love it so like (laughs) the the caramel apple spice thing that you just said didn't know it existed the medicine like the citrus didn't know it existed i am telling you that they do not put shit on their menu like their drive-thru menu does not have like anything on it i i agree because even i don't know what they have i mean i'm gonna say that probably the newer starbucks have a better menu it depends on like the ones you go through because like my starbucks has like the old style menu with like the paper cards in it that like get changed out with every like new release but like if you have a digital Mm -hmm. menu usually that lists more but i just don't understand why they don't have a menu like duncan or even like a the newer mcdonald's menus that are like two giant led screens that literally show you every single thing i i understand that you can't list all of the weird drinks that people get because those are just like specifications but they don't even have on the menu a list of all the flavor syrups that we have like that's not even that's what i'm saying yeah like people can't even go and get like a latte with like a flavor in it because they don't know what they're that's like there you know what i mean yeah they have to get like vanilla or caramel or like something like that when like there's white mocha and other options and like they just don't show that i yeah i i agree because i was thinking about that the other day when i went through the drive-thru because i was looking for like a new fall drink and in case you guys didn't know and you didn't see my newest video, I quit working at Starbucks, so I don't work there anymore. And I was just like, oh, I wonder if they came out with any, like, new ones, you know, like, other than the regular ones. And I'm, like, looking at the menu. I'm like, I don't even see the ones that were here last year. So I'm like, do y'all have this this year? Like, yeah, the menus are not yeah. good. I don't know if they're better, again, with, like, the digital ones. Like, if the newer stores have a better, like, looking menu and it actually lists everything. But all the Starbucks around me have, like, the older style menus where yeah. you don't see everything. You don't even see the syrup flavors. And that would also as the worker be so annoying because we have like 32 flavors and then someone's like what flavorings do you have and we're like we have caramel vanilla sugar-free vanilla mocha white mocha and you have to like list all these off Mm -hmm. when they could just fucking read it if someone just put it on a a fucking menu (laughs) yeah like i pull up the menu on my phone and like look for stuff that i know that they have and it also shows like stuff that they're out of wherever you're at which is nice but Mm -hmm. Like, Omar even said something the other day because he, like, got a drink and he saw it on the menu on my phone. And he was like, 
that sounds so good. Why don't they usually have that? And I was like, they probably usually do have that. It's just not on the menu. Yeah. So, makes me mad. It's fine. I Whatever. Agree. But I think they do it for, a, I don't want to say an actual reason. I would hope not. But, I mean, these places have these kinds of people on their teams and whatnot. But it kind of creates like a, um, uh, fuck, I'm blanking on the word. Long story short, I was with a friend who was like, doing a project for a school and they they're going through their psychology degree mm-hmm. and they had to choose something to like go and compare but yada 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 and so we went to like a local coffee shop and then we like compared it to starbucks and i made the observation i was like coming to a local coffee shop is way less intimidating and you would think it should be the other way around like when you think right. about something local you feel like i don't belong here like i'm not local i don't understand yada 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 but when you walk into a local coffee shop everything is really and obviously i can't speak for all of them but the one that we went to everything was really laid out and like well Mm -hmm. you know you had a good menu like you knew what the fuck they had you knew what you were expecting and then i had said i'm like you know when you go into starbucks you feel like you can't go there unless you've already been there like unless you know how starbucks works it's a really intimidating place to just walk in for a coffee like it's a i don't know why the word keeps coming like elitist but it's not it's not what i'm saying i don't know if you're if you i get what, i get what you're saying though yeah i'm blanking on the actual word that it is but yeah it just creates this like atmosphere of you like have to know you have to be the in crowd you have to be like privy to the knowledge of how to order coffee at starbucks because they even use different lingo mm-hmm. like the, the tall venti grande like if you don't know that, like, right. you feel yeah. very out of place. And I wonder why they do that. Because it doesn't and then, make it feel homey. It doesn't make it feel yeah. like I can just come here and be like, oh, I, I've never seen this coffee shop before. Like, let me go get a coffee. You walk in and you're like, I don't even know what to do. Like, if I'm on vacation, I would much rather walk into any local coffee shop and, like, I'm going to find something that I like and it's not going to be an intimidating thing. Yeah, and, like... I've been seeing TikToks of people making fun of people for, like, going into Starbucks and ordering, like, a medium Mm -hmm. or, like, a large. And it's, like, why are you making fun of someone for that one? Like, first off, they they probably don't go there very often. Second off, like, that's a basic, like, thing to say. Like, medium, like, that makes sense. So, like, sorry that they don't... I understand that it's on the screen, like, the grande, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, you, you know what they're referring to. Exactly. And even us, like, working, I don't like the workers that will be like oh you mean a grande i'm like just take the order like we all know what they meant we know like just do it yes we type we press that would the make grande me cry. Button, but i'm not gonna say anything like what's the point so i don't know i i do i agree like starbucks needs a better menu process and i don't again i don't know if they do that for a reason i don't know if it's like i don't know i honestly think they should have a menu like bibby bop or something like Step one, choose your Build size. your own drink. No, literally. Yeah. But, like, for the people who I love don't that idea. know how to do it. Like, I remember being intimidated to even yeah. be at Baby Bop for the first time. And then, like, having that style menu where I was like, oh, okay, this isn't... Like, I don't know anything, but now I know because I can read it. But, like, yeah, Starbucks walking in, like, half the people don't even know how to say the names of the drinks that we have. They're like, I don't understand. Just give me the fucking coffee. And I'm like, oh, at Pike's Place. And they're like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is. Like, just give me a black coffee. And I'm like okay do you want it blonde dark like it's just it's a very like a weird space to like not know anything about starbucks culture i guess you can yeah. say yeah 
it makes me think of um oh my gosh what fast food restaurant does it i'm like totally blanking on the name of the fast food place that like you can't even drive up to the menu and they have like workers standing outside chick-fil-a taking your order that's the one yes where they like you can't even drive up to the menu like they have workers outside like Ugh. standing at your car and it's like ridiculous like no, i post <laughs> every, that like plenty it's of times so... on videos like vlogging and stuff i'm like i hate going to chick-fil-a it is it's so stressful because yeah i'm like i can i get to the menu like i don't even and i know that if you just ask them for a menu they'll give you like a small one but that's more intimidating like you're standing at my car yes. window and what yes. if i just need a few fucking seconds like i i don't know it's just, it doesn't make it an inviting and welcoming thing unless you know no. what you want and know like how to order it and then i think it also loses the money though because if i never see the fucking menu i will never try anything new like i'm just gonna get right the thing that i know you have which is can i just get the chicken like burger i don't know with waffle fries and a lemonade but then they probably have some mm-hmm. other things that i have literally no idea about yeah it's so frustrating and intimidating Maybe I can, every morning I'll share a new drink with you guys. <laughs> like, did you know that this exists? But I really think that they should do, like, Bibby Bop style. Because they could do, like, choose your size. Do you want it hot or iced? And then, like, the kinds of milks that they offer. Because also, people don't know that. Like, they'll be like, what kind of alternative yeah. milks do you have? And it's like, yeah, if only we had that on a fucking menu. We have to, like, list them all off for them. Um, so I'm like, pick your milk. Pick your type of shots. Because we have long shots. You can uh-huh. do espresso. You can do long shots. You can do ristretto shots. Like, do you even know any of these shots? Like, what do they do? How, like, any of nope. those things. And then you can choose, like, um, syrups and list all the flavors. And then you can choose um, even just, like, toppings. Like, we have cinnamon, cinnamon dolce. And sometimes we have, like, a like a, a almond butter, like, topping or, like, sprinkles mm-hmm. or, like, whatever, depending on the season that we're in. And then top it with something fun do you want cold foam do you want vanilla sweet cream cold foam do you want like caramel cold foam we have a chocolate malt cold foam you could do strawberry puree cold foam like there's so many things that you have no idea but like you can do it but it's not on the menu yeah but then i get worried like like i love to customize things to how i'm feeling and like what i'm craving that day but i get worried that like the workers are gonna get annoyed with me if i'm like like, every time I order that shaken espresso where I'm like, can I actually just get, like, two pumps apple and add two pumps pumpkin? I'm like, are they irritated with me right now? No. I can never tell. No. That is the easiest drink ever. We have way more that come through. Okay. <laughs> like, you'd be... <laughs> Thank you for validating me. You'd be not surprised. But, like, if people would be like, can I get this, but upside down, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then... Upside down? Yeah, you get a drink made upside down. Yeah, Starbucks, please just let me know every of your options. Exactly. I'd love to start exploring. Yeah, you could do light ice, you could do extra ice, of course, you could do no ice, but only with the refreshers. You get charged if you get extra base and no ice. And, like, hmm. I don't know, it's a whole fucking thing. And also, just to, like, list out basic drinks, like, all of, I don't know, yeah. Uh, Starbucks, hire me for your menu-making services. <laughs> <laughs> Please, because honestly, that would help them make more money, too, because if you could see all the customizations, the customizations are all of the, like, upcharges, like, so they would be making more money if someone knew that they could get strawberry cold foam on their fun drink. Yeah, but they just don't advertise it. Yeah. I don't know. But 
Again, maybe they do it for a reason that I don't know about. I just think that they're missing out and it makes people uncomfortable and you never know. And then we have to answer so many questions, which also does annoy the worker. It's not so much the like complicated drinks, like the drink making is easy and like we don't care, but to have to answer questions that are so trivial to us, but we understand that people Mm -hmm. don't know. And it just is frustrating because like, why don't they know? Yeah, that's fair. I one time asked what like sugar-free syrups they had and I could tell the worker was irritated. He's like, we only have vanilla. Yeah. I was like, okay. Well, yeah. And, but then nobody fucking knows that, but we used to have yeah. <laughs> a lot of other sugar-free options and then we got rid of them all. We only have sugar-free vanilla. We also used to have a sugar-free like mocha. Like we used to have sugar-free a lot and then all we keep is the vanilla. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, yeah, people just don't know. So go try caramel apple spice. It's delicious. If, and there's no like shots. There's no espresso in it. It's not like caffeinated. There's nothing. It's just yeah, delicious. And there's a lot of things juice. that you guys probably don't know exist. Yeah, I'm going to start Googling stuff. Please do. Bray's staring at me with a ball in her mouth. Like a crackhead. Aww. She's like, can we play right now? No, honey. I love you so much. Poor baby. Sorry, we just spent like 15 minutes talking about Starbucks, so. <laughs> it was a much needed rant. It was. I feel better after that. Um, Alexis did think today. We like we weren't even sure. We didn't have anything really on our books. We're like, what do we want to talk about today? And Alexis goes, let's do it. Let's unpack that video. All right, guess not video. Episode. Yeah. Um, so we didn't post anything on the stories because we didn't like plan for it. But of course, we don't get to everybody's so whenever we do post on the stories. So I just went through and screenshotted some from like past times that we asked. Um, but if you're not already following us on Instagram, please do, because whenever we do these, we will usually post on our Instagram stories so that way you guys can submit all your stories or, you know, things that you want advice for. Um, and we unpack it on the episodes. If you have never listened to it, let's unpack that. It's basically like our advice, but not advice column. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the old timey when people used to submit stuff to the newspaper Yeah, and be like, help, my husband is cheating on me. What do I do? Alrighty, I want to start with this one because you are in you are in your last semester of grad school, and yes, or I guess quarter you're quarterly, right? Yeah. Either way, you're almost there. And this person specifically asked, "I'm in grad school for a career I love, but I'm Aww. already feeling burnt out and stressed. Is it worth it?" Uh oh. Honestly, I think that you are not alone in that feeling at all. Um, I constantly feel burnout. The other people I work with or at my internship with in grad school all also feel burnt out sometimes. And if you love it, I say keep going for it because once you graduate, it's going to be completely different than how it is right now. I think it would be important to ask yourself, like, what are you feeling burnt out and stressed about? Because is Mm -hmm. it... Is it actually the job or are you just stressed about like the school? Are you stressed about assignments? Are you stressed about graduating? But you know, the actual job itself is not stressful and you love what you're doing, then right. it is gonna be worth it. But if you're like, I'm so stressed about writing these reports that I'm gonna have to do every day for the rest of my life because that's the job that I chose, then mm-hmm. maybe not like don't drop out but like you know evaluate like 
what is stressing you out? Is it the job related or is it school related? And is it just grad school that's stressful and burnt out? Because like school is just stressful. (laughs) Or is it the job? And then you're questioning your career choice because that could be, of course, two different things. I also think it's important to set boundaries. Um, I don't know if like you're doing an internship or what, but like if you're doing any part of the job and like you feel like that is starting to burn you out, maybe step back and remind yourself like I'm a student and like this is too much for me where I am right now because I'm still doing classes. I'm still like having a social life. Like I'm still doing all of these things and like set those boundaries with whoever you need to and say, I can only do half of this right now or I can only take on one thing more right now. And it's okay to do that. You're an adult, you're a professional in this world and you should be treated as such. So take that time for yourself and do that. The last thing you just said kind of leads into the next question because you were like, you know, see what you can put on your plate and what you can handle. This person asks, how do I not spread myself too thin? Who are they asking? Why are they asking (laughs) us that? (laughs) I know I'm not saying me of all people you are asking (laughs) about not wrong people to help you with this one. I think they look. Um. Sorry, Cohen's not here, and he's usually here whenever we record, and he takes on the dogs, but now mm-hmm. they're both just, like, right under me, of course. They would, like, go and take naps elsewhere normally, but I think it's because I'm talking. They're, like, they're here. So, um, I think this is so, I don't know. I want to say weird, but it depends on the kind of, like, learner you are or if you're, like, visual or if you just want to see, like, the statistics or the analytics or, like, whatever. Um... In college, I used to do this a lot. So I would literally, you know, draw out uh, what a basic week for me looks like schedule, kind of like time block style. But I would just block out, you know, like if I have class Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 12 to 2, I'm going to block that out and whatever my class schedules are. And then I would like fill in my work schedules. And I know that some people's change, but like, let's say you average like 25 hours a week. So then just kind of like block out 25 hours worth or whatever. Um... It doesn't have to be specific to the actual, like, hour by hour that you're doing it. This is more of a visual for you to see how much free time you have. Like, make sure you schedule in time for eating and sleeping and self-care or whatever. And then you can actually look at that schedule and see how much free time you have if you're actually able to take on anything else feasibly. Yeah. Because you might be like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll help you. You might be like that yes person. You want to be helpful. Like... But if you're looking at your schedule, like, do you actually have time to take on another job or another internship or to get a puppy or to start a podcast or like anything that you want to do, estimate like how many hours you think you'd spend doing that a week and then try to fit that into your weekly schedule. And if it fits with some leeway, you know, then like you're probably okay. But then if it's not fitting, you're probably spreading yourself too thin. Yeah. And I think it's like, isn't it like no more than six tasks in a day like six Mm -hmm. should be like the limit for the day and like that's the like limit so like you can do less than and so like say if you have to like work and you want to work out and take your dogs on a walk and say you're struggling with making sure you like eat enough in the day so cooking for yourself you're already at four four tasks Mm -hmm. so you need one for your like at least one for free time and that's five and that's like an entire day so don't put the pressure on yourself to do a ton just do what you need to do it's okay yeah 
And I think the question itself is just like, how do I not spread myself too thin? So this person's probably already in the spot that they feel like they're spread too thin. Mm -hmm. So like, what do we do with that? I would say start with the things that like are not obligations. Cause of course we have to work. We have to pay bills. Like if you have kids, if you have dogs, like there are certain things that you like have to do and take a look at the schedule that you have or like the things that you have put on your plate. And what are the things that are like, just extras that you can say yeah i'm so sorry but i can no longer fulfill this commitment because i just i literally cannot absolutely be selfish like i am so pro being selfish with your time right now like Mm -hmm. it's okay to say i am not going to do this because i want to take a nap okay if you need a nap take a nap it's okay like be selfish and do stuff for yourself to take that one step further you also don't even have to explain yourself you could just say no yeah <laughs> yeah like actually i don't know if i actually screenshot it but i read someone else asked like how do i say no to someone who wants me to take their shift but like i just don't want to and i'm feeling like burnt out or whatever no i'm like you just say no or you just don't answer it yeah. depends on like how they're communicating to you like if if your boss is texting you when you're not at work you are like legally allowed to not text back like, you are not being yeah. paid, and that is work, so don't yeah. text back. And if someone's asking you to take your shift, you could say, I'm sorry, I can't. And that's it. You don't owe them an explanation. You don't owe them some sort of justification or, like, you don't have to prove that you're so busy that you can't help them. It's just, no, that's it. <laughs> no yeah. is a complete sentence. Yes, exactly. In so okay. many other ways as well. But no is a no, and you don't have to justify it. And I understand, like, there's a lot of, you know, nervous feelings around saying no and then being like, did I just make this coworker mad? Like, or say it's like a friend at work. Like, did I just piss them off? It's like, it doesn't matter because, like, if they're angry about the fact that you said no because you may have plans or, you know, it's infringing on your free time, then that's on them to be angry about. And it's on them, though, if you guys are friends and, like, you have that connection, especially, like, to bring that up to you and say, like, hey, I was hurt that you didn't want to hang out with me. And then you guys can turn that into, like, a bigger conversation of, like, well, here's why I didn't. Like, it wasn't because of this and it's, I still love you. I just was feeling overwhelmed. Like, obviously everything's situational, mm-hmm. but, like, that actually just happened to me the other day. Um, a friend wanted to hang out and they kind of just called me. And was like, hey, I'm this place, like, you should come. And it was, like, in that moment. And so I wasn't, like, mad. But I was like, I can't, like, I'm working. Like, I'm in the middle of something. Like, I can't leave it. And I was like, but, like, I'll text you whenever I'm done. And if you're still there, then I can come. And, like, that person wasn't, you know, mad. But there was a voice in my head where I was like, fuck. Like, for a split second, I'm like, do I just stop what I'm doing and go? Because I don't want them to be mad at me. And I want to, like, you know, prioritize that friendship. But also i'm not respecting my own boundaries because i'm working right now and i want i need to finish the thing that i'm doing and like so i kind of like went back and forth with myself for that hot second before answering where i was like okay no i'm so sorry like i gotta i gotta finish work but we'll compromise i'll text you and if you're still there i'll come and at the end they weren't there when i was done and that's okay but if that was something that really upset that person then i would hope that they would come to me and say that and be like hey like i you know i kind of felt like you weren't prioritizing the front whatever it is and then you can have like an honest conversation about it but folks shouldn't be getting mad at you for you know sticking to your own boundaries and being like 
I need a mental health day or like whatever. Like if I were to text yeah. Alexis today, this isn't like quote unquote an obligation and like a, a part of our jobs, quote unquote, but also just fun for us. But like if I were to text and be like, hey, I just feel really shitty today. Like I really don't want to record. She's going to be like, okay, mm-hmm. that's great. Like we'll find another time this week to do it instead of being like, yeah. well, why? Like, why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? Like, I don't, I don't have to explain myself. It's just like, I'm just not feeling it today. Let's find another day. And that's okay. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, you know your people best, but if people, like, for friends, for example, like, if they are your friend and they care about you, they will understand. Mm -hmm. Like, they will be understanding. They may not be happy in the moment, but they will understand and they will forgive and they will see you the next time. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think that, I wish I had, like, more of an easy advice for that one, but as we said at the beginning, we're both people that oftentimes find our plates very full unfortunately mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, yeah we overrun ourselves <laughs> it's a cycle I mean I feel like that's why I'm kind of sick today like I literally worked 30 hours within two days like I overworked myself mm-hmm. and I'm paying for it and your body has a has a funny way of like making you slow the fuck down if you're not going to do it yourself so now I'm like taking that as a sign and we're just sitting here recording, so, like, it's not that big of a deal. But after this, I'm, like, going to cozy up in bed and, like, keep resting and, like... Yeah. So, just kind of, like, listen to yourself. And if someone asks you to do something, to put something else on your plate, and that little voice in the back of your head's like, ooh, I don't know. Like, listen to that voice. Like, mm-hmm. be like, no. If I'm already a little, like, weary about it, if I'm already hesitant about it, like, just don't take it on. Right. I agree. Let's see. This next one... So, I feel like these two are from the same person. They're not, like, connected, but I feel like both of them Mm. can have a very psychological background, I guess, in a way. Um, So, they asked, like, I would love advice on reaching milestones or goals that I've set for myself, but afterwards, I end up feeling, like, really down. Oh, that's a thinker. I gotta think on that one. I'd be interested to ask, like, are you down because you reached the goal? Are you down because you're like, what What do I work towards next? Are you feeling kind of like that, like, emptiness because you've had something to work towards and now you're like, well, now what? Or is it, like, you're down because you reached that goal but it wasn't as amazing as you thought it was going to be? Like, I feel like it could kind of go yeah. in different directions of, like, where is that down feeling coming from yeah is it like setting such high expectations for like the outcome and that just isn't what occurs yeah I don't know because I can see that I feel like a lot of times we we think something's like the grass is always greener you know and so when Mm -hmm. you're working towards something you're like wow it's gonna be so amazing when I finally hit blank when I finally do blank I finally whatever and Mm -hmm. the beauty of being humans is like we're never fucking satisfied (laughs) so like once you hit something you're gonna make another goal and it's usually just it's not as exciting as you thought it was gonna be but not in like a bad way like it's it's like a how do I put it like for example if you're like wow I want to you know bench 150 and then you hit it and you're gonna be like fuck yeah I hit it today and then tomorrow you're gonna be like 
okay, well, now what? Okay, well, let's try to go for 200. And, like, then you, you know, you work towards that goal. Mm -hmm. But it's not like reaching that one goal is, like, fixing everything in your life. And you're like, wow, I'm just so happy now. I can die happy because I reached that one goal. It's kind of like the endless pursuit of, of, like, of happiness and, like, setting new goals and, like, reaching for new heights and, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of that makes sense. No, it does. And I don't know, this question, like, I resonate with it because I'm definitely a person who, like, gets so excited for that goal to be hit. And then I feel like once the goal gets there, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, like, what now? Kind of thing. Like, I remember, like, my graduation. Like, I was so excited to graduate college. And then it was a thunderstorm and it was COVID, so I could only have two people there. And I ended up leaving halfway through the ceremony and graduating in an elevator of the hotel my parents were staying at. And I was like, now I don't really feel as excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think a lot of it can be like wanting so much out of it and not having it reciprocated by people or by the experience or by the outcome. And it's kind of valid to feel upset about that or sad or down, I mm-hmm. think. I think too, a goal that I already know that I have that when I hit it isn't going to be as amazing as I think it's going to be. Is for example like hitting a hundred thousand subscribers like hitting a million subscribers like people you know you reach for those you get like little plaques from youtube when you hit these like milestones and stuff and it's definitely something that's always been on my little goals goals list is like hit a hundred thousand subscribers and i already know like it's still a goal of mine i'm still really excited to hit it but i know that nothing's gonna fucking happen it's not like confetti's gonna fall from the sky yeah. and like everybody's gonna rejoice and like party with me like there's nothing that's gonna happen from reaching that goal nothing is going to change at all and it's going to be very anticlimactic. Like, I, I'm already anticipating yeah. it. But I'm still excited for it. Like, I'm still, like, wanting to work towards that goal. But I'm probably just going to be sitting here in my office by myself and, like, watch that little number hit. I'm going to go, woo, and then go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because there's no, like, physicality to, like, represent it, really. Mm-hmm. And that And that made me think of, like, with these goals that like you're setting and you get there and then you feel you know sad after the fact or not accomplished is the goal the only thing that you're working to in that period of time or are you doing other things that excite you or working towards other things or has your life only been revolving kind of around this one goal and then afterwards you're like well what do I do now like you need to have other things to push you forward and other things to make you feel excited other than just that goal Mm mm-hmm I agree. Her other question, which is not really related, but just her other question was, why mm-hmm. do people, myself included, self-sabotage a healthy relationship when you're in it and, like, when you're scared? Marissa, I'll let you take this one first. Oh. <laughs> is that, like, a, a... Are you, like, you would know? <laughs> no. Well, no. No. <laughs> You have a very healthy relationship, but just because like, I'm curious what you'll say about it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the easy, and it's not even like an easy, but the easy answer is like, she kind of just said it is why do you self-sabotage a healthy relationship when you're scared? And it's because you're scared. You are trying Mm -hmm. to avoid getting hurt. And so in the process, you're just, you always have one foot out the door. You're always like ready for it. So when it happens, it isn't as devastating you think like this is your mindset not that all this is true but like you you're planning to be hurt so you're just always like well if I break up with him then he can't break up with me or like if I 
find some reason to be mad at him, then he can't be mad at me. Or, like, if I'm doing this, then, like, if you're just one step ahead, then, like, it's not going to hurt as bad. Or you're not, mm-hmm. it's not just going to, like, ruin you if you're just always, like, ready for it, I guess, in a way. That's, like, my first thought. Yeah, and I don't remember what movie this is from or what, but it makes me think of, like, the feelings. Do you feel like you deserve to be happy? Like, do you feel like you deserve to be in a good relationship? Because if you don't feel that way, then you might want to sabotage it because you're not sure how to take the feelings of being loved and how to take the feelings of being cared for or supported, which can also make it super scary, too. Mm -hmm. I think another way that you kind of like self-sabotage is almost like um for lack of a better wording but just like speaking it into existence like if you're always just ready for this person to like lie to you you're just always going to be like looking for like ways to catch them in that lie like you're just always going to be on one you're always going to be like well where were you well you said you were here and that place is only 13 minute drive and it took you 15 minutes to get home like you're just you're gonna be like manifesting this because you're just ready for it. And I think that is a way of self-sabotaging. Like, for example, people with a lot of baggage of cheating or, like, lying and stuff. They, like, go through their partner's phones all the time. They're, like, doing all of these things because you, like, want to catch them before they, it, like, blindsides you. But that person is, like, very well could just be doing nothing. Like, but you are just looking for every, like, way that they could be already hurting you. So that way... Yeah. You, like, you beat him to the punch in a way, if that makes sense. And I'm also thinking of it, like, and maybe you're not trying to self-sabotage. Maybe you're just looking for validation. And sometimes through that, it's, you know, you start a fight over something that's not really necessary just so you can be reminded that that person loves you regardless of the fights. Or maybe you do things that, you know, maybe out of character just so that you can be reminded that that person still cares about you regardless of the those things. Maybe you just need validation and you're searching for it in other ways than just saying, hey, validate me today mm-hmm. or hey, do this with me today. Mm-hmm. And like, what are your role models for relationships? I think people grow up and they have, you know, they see their parents or their grandparents or whoever in their life act in relationships a certain way. And that's the only thing that we know for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so maybe if you see other people in relationships doing that, then that's just what is your normal. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to break that cycle. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, if all you know is, like, worst case scenario, for example, but, like, you know, your dad always yelled at your mom. And then you get in a relationship where that your partner's not yelling at you. You're going to be like, well, what's wrong with this relationship? Like, Mm -hmm. because that's that's the only, like, yeah, like, schema of love that I have is my parents fall all the time. We're not fighting. So, like you said, you're going to, like, pick fights. You're going to be like trying to emulate what you've grown up around but there is a there's potential that that's not that's not something that you should be <laughs> emulating like having to unpack mm-hmm. your examples of love and relationships around you and seeing what parts of it you actually do like and that you do want to emulate and parts of it where you can recognize like this was behavior that should have been unacceptable and like I'm not going to continue that side of the cycle either with someone doing it to me or me doing it to someone else yeah absolutely but I think at the end of the day people also just self-sabotage I think again as she said is like just because they're scared like 
-hmm. people are scared to get hurt people are scared of rejection people are scared to get their heart broken and I feel like if you're just ready for it then you feel like it's not gonna hurt as much and I've I've been there where like I've been in a relationship where I've told people time and time again where I'm like well yeah like I like them and I like want to be with them but like also if they left the next day like I wouldn't be heartbroken and that is like literally the epitome of having one foot in and one foot out the door like yeah I'm not fully invested in that relationship and but it was it was to protect myself like that was the thought process and in a way that's self-sabotaging though like again I'm I'm not giving this relationship my all so there's no way that it could give me my all kind of in the same way that we talked about like if you're not truly authentic with yourself and like outwardly you're not actually making true connections with friends or people or anything because you're not really being yourself so if I'm not giving it my all yeah. like there's no way that this relationship is going to work and I'm just self-sabotaging it because I have one foot in and one foot out and I'm like waiting for the inevitable breakup I'm waiting for something to happen and I'm like I'm not gonna let my heart get broken I'm not gonna let that upset me so I'm just always like yeah like I'm happy but like I'll be fine if like we break up and it's like girly like yeah <laughs> if I could go back kind of thing is like that it's a way of self-sabotaging yeah I used to self-sabotage relationships um when I was younger pretty frequently (laughs) so I I get it um for me it was more of when the relationship started to feel secure and safe I would self-sabotage because I didn't know the security and the safety and like the healthy aspects of it were scary which is ridiculous <laughs> looking back on it now but like I don't know I grew up thinking like everything had to be like crazy like passionate and like the what's that song by Taylor Swift like scream and cry and, and kiss yeah. that I thought everything had to be that and when it got safe I would feel like I needed to sabotage to get back to that point of mm-hmm. needing that which is not the case you know I'm in a very secure safe like calm relationship now thankfully but it's hard to get out of that mindset of having everything be like that yeah and I think I think it's hard in the moment to even like consciously know you're doing it like a lot of times I'm not like making the Mm -hmm. conscious decision to be like I'm gonna have one foot in and one foot out it just is like it just happens it's like your like trauma response kind of thing it's just like to protect yourself and it's not you know that that alone isn't bad but yeah if you're like sitting here self-sabotaging and you're like you know doing all of that then we just need to assess it like I've said this time and time again like every quality is not inherently bad or good like there's pros and cons to everything and there's like everything in moderation so like protecting yourself isn't bad it just if it's impeding you from making meaningful connections then you might just be protecting yourself like a little too much like you wrap yourself in bubble wrap you'll never really make those connections and is it better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all like hmm hmm who knows i don't know um okay the last one for today and this one's also relationship wise and I like this one because usually there's there's like a very middle of the line like people are either like I support this or people are like hard no not negotiable don't do this so this person has like a significant other wanting your social media passwords and like like looking through your phone essentially like 
how do we think about that? How do we handle that? Like what is, I guess, probably some of the like, the reasoning behind, like potential reasoning behind doing it? Um, okay. I understand everyone has a very different view on this. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface it with this first. Omar and I do have each other's like passwords for everything. However, we did not ask for each other's passwords for anything. We only got them via like, hey, can you log into this for me? Hey, can you get into this for me? But it was never like a, I need your password kind of thing. Because in my mind, I was like, if he's going to do shady shit, then he's going to do it. And I don't need to be the one to find, like, snoop through and figure it out myself. Like, it'll come to light when it comes to light. But I also trust that he would never do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I put very blind faith into this man not to do shady shit. So I, mean, I just, I, and I'm content with that feeling of, like, I don't need to check because I don't think he will ever. Yeah. I think I'm very strong in opposition to any kind of, like, phone searching. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you feel a need to search someone's phone, then you already don't trust them. And in my opinion, being very blunt in my, in my own opinion, again, yeah, everybody can have their own opinions, but in my viewpoint, if you are thinking that you have to search their phone, you don't trust them. What's a relationship without trust? I don't want to be with you. Like there is no relationship. Mm -hmm. If I'm second guessing your every move and I'm not trusting the words that are coming out of your mouth so much that I need to like snoop through your phone we just shouldn't be together yeah I I agree with that because that's kind of where I'm at with it yeah like snooping through their phone is not going to stop them from cheating and it's kind of like the self-sabotaging question where it's like I understand that in your viewpoint you're like well I just want to catch it like I don't want to be like six years into this relationship and like realize that they did this which valid like that sucks but also you are self-sabotaging and you are like bringing in this baggage into this relationship that this person could also potentially not be cheating like (laughs) like just the Mm -hmm. assumption that they are at all times is also like problematic like we don't have to treat it like that all the time and I think that if you are having to check their phone it's just like you don't trust them and the same thing is like I have my face ID in Cohen's phone and Cohen has his face ID in my phone but like neither of us are ever like snoops like snooping it it's always like how you said where i'm like hey can you like text my mom back and he'd be like well what's your password and i'm like like it just takes too much time where like we just put our faces in so that way if i need him to do something for me he can do it and vice versa but i've never asked for his phone and he's never been like can i see your phone and like do all of that now on the other side though i've been in a relationship where i voiced that where i'm like no you're not gonna do that and i Mm -hmm. i always thought it was interesting because they would their argument back was like well now you seem suspicious like if you're not letting me look through your phone then you must be hiding something and I'm like what like I don't know I guess I can I could put myself in their shoes and like see how that would make sense to them but I guess it, it might be something complicated to work through where it's like I don't agree with that but like what if my partner wants to and it's like they get mad if I don't let them look through my phone like because they think that then I'm lying or like hiding something or like I don't know yeah I don't know I know that it makes me think of um there have been times in my relationship and it happens pretty frequently where like Omar will be on his phone and I'll walk into a room and he'll look at me and close his phone and put it on his chest 
And I'm like, what are you doing on your phone that you have to close it and like hide it? And he's always looking at like some weird Reddit post or watching some like outlandish YouTube video. So it's never anything bad. But I know that that's what he's doing. Like if I didn't know that he like was constantly like reading weird Quora stuff or whatever, I would be concerned and be like, why are you constantly hiding your phone from me? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And definitely I've been in a relationship that like they would be really protective over their phone where it's like you wouldn't don't even like touch it to like take a picture or like look at the wet like nothing and that is fishy to an extent but I would still never like I'm not looking Mm -hmm. through the phone I think that alone tells me everything that I need to know that I'm like if you are absolutely so protective over it there's something going on and I remember bringing that up where I'm like, I don't want to look. Cause then they would be like, well, here, look through it. Look through it. See, there's nothing to find. Like there's nothing. I'm like, I don't want to look through it. I'm just telling you that you're being a little fishy and yeah, that's enough. Cause like, yeah, I don't want to find it. Like you said, I'm like, I don't want to be, I, it'll come to light when it comes to light. I don't want to see it. And it it turned out that that person was cheating (laughs) and I was just Mm -hmm. like, okay, like, but it honestly like ignorance is bliss to me. All I need to know is that they're cheating. Like, I think too much information sometimes can do way more damage. Like, I don't need to know everything. I don't want to yeah, see the text no. messages. I don't want to see what was said. No. I don't want to see pictures that were sent. I don't want to know any details. I don't need to know the details. And I know some people, like, they think that they need to know or they want to know. But, like, I'm here to tell yeah. you, just, you don't you don't need to know. Just, you know that they did and just walk away. <laughs> Yeah, and I also think, like, something in my brain flips at that point where, like, I also don't care to know the details. I don't, I don't care why you did it. I don't care who it was. I don't care what it was because I no longer care mm-hmm. about you in this relationship. So, like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, my brain, like, turns off into, like, probably a really mean mean mode, but that's fine. Well, it's fine. I, <laughs> I remember when I told you that story of, like, this thing and you were like, Marissa... I, I could not have handled that the way that you did. You're like, I would have been so pissed and like, da, da, da. Because when I saw it on the on the phone that I wasn't even snooping through, like I, I was just sitting next to the person and they had pulled something up on their phone that I just saw. And that was enough for me mm-hmm. that I stood up and I was like, we're done. And I walked out. I was like, I didn't ask for the phone. I didn't ask for more details. I didn't know. I, that was all I needed to see. And yeah, some people, like even Allison, I think too, she was like, Marissa, I would have trashed the whole fucking place. <laughs> and I was like, it's just... Uh, yeah. It's not worth it. Like, how you said it, like, at that... It literally was an immediate click in my brain where I was like, I no longer care. And it's not worth it. And... Yeah. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> and I don't and regret it, that at all. Like, I don't wish I could go back and make a big scene. Like, I'm not anything. I'm yeah. just like, bye. I don't want to see you again. This is a good. And we're good. And, like... I know that some people, I probably can't do that at this point in their lives. <laughs> like, they do want to, like, trash the place, make a scene, like, do this whole thing. But, like, mm-hmm. just protect your peace. Yeah, but if I ever see that cheeky motherfucker. That I cheeky motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Literally. I think, I, but, yeah, I, I just, that's fine for you. Because I would do the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, if Omar ever did anything, I'm like, if I see that bitch on the streets. <laughs> but, like... We're tussling. Exactly. That's how, like, friends are. But, like, as the person in it, like, just walk away. Just walk away. Yeah. This isn't a yeah, question. let your friends deal with it for you kind it, of thing. Exactly. This isn't a question anybody asks, but this question I'm asking you. 
and oh. maybe your your answers change from like different points in your life or whatever so i'd be curious but just because we're kind of on the topic of cheating and stuff but if your partner cheats on you like how do you feel about the people being mad about or mad at the person they cheated on you with i think it's dependent on who the person is i think if it's someone in my life that i'm friends with like if it were like my best friend or like a sister or like anyone that's close to me and that was the person i would be pissed at both of them however i also like if it's not someone that's also close to me and like i had trusted with my life and my emotions like someone i don't really know or don't really care about i'm not gonna be mad at that person Mm -hmm. like whatever it's on my partner for not being faithful to me it's on my partner for not I don't know, ending the relationship when they needed to or whatever. It's on them, not the other person. Yeah. In my mind, what do you think? I have never understood it because I know, like, in high school, I think it's typical, like, behavior to if, like, your high school boyfriend cheat mm-hmm. on you. Like, you get so pissed at the girl and you're going to, like, confront the girl and be like, what the fuck were you doing with my boyfriend? Like, that, I've yeah. seen so much of that. And I've just never, it never clicked with me. It never made sense to me. And at that point not a lot of people shared the same viewpoint as me and I don't know if it's like an age thing or like once you get older like or mature or whatever I don't know but I've always been of the mindset of no matter who it is I mean yes there's a I would get mad at the person if like how you said if it's someone that I knew but in a different way like I'd be mad that Mm -hmm. like you betrayed our friendship and did that with my partner for example but I would be pissed at my partner for like a different reason because you or my best friend, or, like, you know, those people that I know are people that I know and I trust or whatever, but if it is some random person, like, the only party in in that duo that is any sort of obligated to me is my partner, like, not that person. Even if, yes. because some people say, like, well, what if they knew? And I'm like, even if they knew? That's not their job to, like, They owe preserve. me nothing. Exactly, they owe me nothing, and it's not their job yeah. to preserve my relationship. Like, they could very well know that I'm in a relationship and still flirt with my partner and then yeah like if it leads to something and they end up hooking up or something like and it could have been complete ill intent like they could have you know like had every intention of like ruining that relationship and I still would not be mad at them because it was up to my partner to not do that like to say no to not even put themselves in that situation to not let it get that far to create that boundary to speak up for the relationship like, I don't care who's trying to get at whoever I'm dating. It is up to the person I'm dating to not let that boundary mm-hmm. get crossed. So I would never be mad at the other person because they owe me nothing at all. They're not obligated to me. They are not the ones dating me. They are not the ones that, you know, imaginarily signed that contract of, like, we are going to be faithful to each other. Like, that person owes me nothing. Right. right. And that's why I think it, the only time I think it would be different for me is if it was someone that I'm already close with that, like, we have already built a relationship of trust and, like, I would just feel so hurt. Not even, like, angry, just absolute hurt. Whereas, like, if I, even if, like, like you said, like, I could vaguely know this person or kind of be friends with them or whatever and my boyfriend cheated on me with them, like, I wouldn't be mad at them. I wouldn't trash them. I wouldn't do any of that. I also don't like it when people are like oh my god that girl is way not as pretty as you or like things like that it's like Mm -hmm. why do we have to drag their their looks or their whatever to make ourselves feel better Mm -hmm. you don't need to it's all on the partner that's cheating you know yeah i agree 
Well, we need to have like yeah. a whole cheating episode. We should do like a oh reading, unfortunately, but like reading people's like cheating stories, like the crazy ones. I'm sure there's like some subreddit that we could like read from that has some like crazy oh, stories. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Let's Unpack That. Again, follow us on Instagram so you can like submit your own whenever we do mm-hmm. these again. This one was kind of out of the blue, so we apologize. We just kind of pulled from other ones that we didn't get to answer previously. But let us know. Yeah. I also always post these like the questions that we answer in these episodes I post on the Instagram as well so that you guys could like ponder and like comment on the post and like tell us what you would do so I don't know or you can answer on Spotify like in the little poll while you're listening if there's anything that you would have done differently or how you felt on any of these little questions or advice column type things mm-hmm. oh and if you haven't yet um join our discord because I think when this episode goes up we'll be voting on our next genre our book yay so there is join the discord a hundred and like 75 people in our book club and those 175 people are all my best friends and i love them and they're great exactly no i literally like i have the the discord pulled up on my computer while we're recording so every time someone posts something new like i'm mm-hmm. like kind of reading it while we're talking about it because someone just posted a spoiler though and i don't want to click the bar because i <gasps> I'm behind, like, they, they spoiled it out, like, or they blocked it out, so you can't read mm-hmm. it until you click on it, but I will say, I'm behind, I didn't actually, like, finish our, what we were supposed to read this week, so I'm, like, you were busy, I know, but I'm, like, avoiding all spoilers, but, like, I really want to click on this bar, because the fact that they even blurred it out means that it's juicy, and I want to fucking know what it is, but I don't, I can't, yeah. I can't do it. I think this, like, section that we've been reading is, like, the start of, like, the book getting, like, really good it's like the setup like it starts to get really good and it only gets better from here so definitely get caught up it's so good yeah no i'm exciting i think um well you just said i was looking at our little game plan by the time this episode goes up actually we're about to vote for the next book we're voting for the next genre okay um a wednesday of this week in two days yeah i've got the genres listed yay so ready to go we we kind of have once you join there's like of course a bunch of channels and stuff but there's a specific channel that's just like the game plan and i post kind of like the schedule so you know exactly when we're gonna vote on stuff because i know that some people aren't like checking discord on a daily basis and i don't want you guys to miss out on like voting so you know ahead of time like what days we're gonna vote on the genre and what days we're gonna vote on the book so that if anything you can like log on on those days and make sure that you vote and stuff so we're voting for the next book on the 20th so join the discord read with us hang out we started a little channel for fur babies and everybody posts pictures of their animals and i'm loving it it's adorable there was our first bunny rabbit posted i saw that oh my god i love all these animals everyone's posting that's the cutest they're just such cutie patooties okay so i have the notable quotable today and it is you belong in this world just as much as anyone else no matter how others see you or how you see yourself that's cute mm-hmm. it's just like you are enough as you are yeah and you belong here you belong with me, me. i was thinking that i was thinking that i love it i'm slowly it. trying to convert alexis into a swifty by sending her Noah Khan videos while he's playing Taylor Swift songs. 
yeah he's been playing her like more folky songs lately and his his voice makes it so beautiful and so amazing and it's slowly working i will say he's been showing up on my timeline more and i don't know if it's because i've been sending like the one-offs that i see of him to you so then my Mm -hmm. timeline's like oh she may be interested so i'm getting more of him i still have not listened to like any songs of his other than what's on like tiktok or something but i did see that he played with um, post malone did you see that yeah, they made um, a remix of one of his songs. You need to listen to his album, like his new album. Oh uh, yeah, I haven't listened to it. Oh my god, it's so, I cry I cried when I listened to it for the first time. It's so good. This is also very Swifty niche, but um, there's a few songs that Taylor Swift has done with a Bon Iver, like the person his name's Bon Iver, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I like I've never heard of him, of course, because I'm not like a folky person. This was on like her folk albums, and. I, like, listen to his voice, and it's, like, it's beautiful. You know, it's, like, deep. It's crisp. It's, like, it's great, you know? And I pictured a completely mm-hmm. different person, like, visually. And then I looked him up, finally, one day, where I was, like, who the fuck is this guy? And I looked him up, and that was not what I was expecting. Not, like, a bad way, but, like, he just looks like yeah. a country singer. Like, he looks like someone that would sing, like, country girl, shake it. For-. Like, a- any country mm-hmm. singer that you could list, and you showed me that picture, I'd probably believe you. Like, he didn't look, like, Damn. I don't know, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I just did it. I actually pictured him looking more, That's fair. like, oh, fuck, what's his name? Um, I need to Google it, because I'm, it's gonna bother me. Is that another folk person? No, like, another country person, but, like, um. Zach Bryant? No. He's, like, a Tyler Childers? I don't really know a lot of country people. I know, that's why I'm like, God. Jimmy Buffett. Luke Bryant. No, okay. Luke Combs. <laughs> no. I pictured him looking like Darius Rucker. Oh, is he the one who says, rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel? Yeah. Rock me. That guy? Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, they don't look anything alike. I know, duh. But I, like, I don't know why. Like, that's, I think it was just his voice. Because, like, some of Darius Rucker's songs is very, like, deep and crisp and stuff. So, like just Mm -hmm. the voice alone i just pictured him looking like that and that's not what he looked like (laughs) Mm, that's fair that's fair but i guess i'll have to listen to noah khan but i'm still gonna send you yes ma'am and taylor swift stuff whenever whenever i see it okay deal but you need to listen to his deluxe version of his new album so and the bottom five songs are the new ones and those ones are really good to start with those ones okay oh that's a controversial thing do you listen you listen to the album out of order yeah <gasps> there was a whole like i don't know if it was actually a lawsuit and i forget who did it i think it was like adele or somebody i could be don't don't quote me on that but one of the singers actually like got mad at spotify because when you go to play an album or it used to it would play it in a random order mm-hmm. and that singer was like we spend a lot of time curating our albums for a specific order of listening and it doesn't have the option mm-hmm. of listening to the album in order and spotify changed it and so now, like, it plays the album in order unless you click shuffle. Um, but it, that, I click shuffle. That didn't used to be the case. And so, like, it's a big deal for artists, apparently. Like, maybe not all of them, you know, who knows. But, like, yeah. a lot of them had was backing this person who started that. Was like, yeah, we spend, you know, half the fucking time figuring out which order we want these songs to be in. And then we want people to listen to yeah. them in that order because it tells the story. Like, it takes you through the emotions and stuff. That makes sense. I will say when I first listened to an album like Noah Kahn's when it first came out, I listened to it in order the first time. Like I went through and I listened to every single song in order from 
first to last. Okay. But now I listen to it out of order. Oh, yeah. After I hear it once all the way through, I'm like, okay, I want to listen to this song and then this song and then this song and then we're going to shuffle it. Well, I think specifically and some stuff in there. For example, like Taylor Swift, she has like notoriously um, what's called like track five is always her saddest song is always the fifth song mm. on every album that she does. Um, okay. And that's something that she just like does on every album. But obviously, like she chooses that on purpose. So like there must, you know, yeah, they're like there's something specific to mm-hmm. the order that they care about. Um, but I agree with you. Like when I on my little Swifty journey, I'm trying not to get into one of her albums until the re-release comes out so like i'm trying not to listen to a lot of 1989 or reputation even though i know the like yeah. hits the shit that like hit the you know the radio and stuff i already know those but i'm trying not to listen to the one-offs because i want to listen to it in her version for example but when speak now came out that was like okay. my first time listening to that full album and i listened to it in order and then now if i listen to it like i'll shuffle it but i yeah want to listen to it like in the order that she chose because I feel like there's a reason. I'm like, I want to know the reason. What is the emotional roller coaster that I'm about to go on without a seatbelt? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I definitely do listen to it in order the first time, but after that, I just kind of re-listen to the same song. I really like maybe five times and then shuffle, (laughs) but that's interesting that she does track five all as sad. Yeah. And she actually admitted, not like admitted, whatever, but she said that she actually didn't start doing that on purpose. It just happened. And the fans noticed it after like so many albums. They were like, oh, track five is always sad. And then Taylor was like, oh, I wasn't even like doing that on purpose. But now she Mm -hmm. does it on purpose because it's something that like we noticed and she was doing. So now she purposely like puts um, like sad songs as track five. But it started as like, because I think she just was trying to take people on a story. And it just so happened that like every fifth out like track would always be something like sad um for whatever reason so yeah now there's like the notorious Mm. track five thing okay so many conversations today yeah we kind of went all over the place but it was fun i needed like a free-for-all episode today my brain was too tired and i'm sure you were exhausted as well yeah no i enjoyed it i hope y'all enjoyed it thank you guys for listening um feel free to listen to noah con (laughs) this week and we will talk to you next week yeah yeah okay love you bye bye